shapes and tights. A world where death is a revolving door. Welcome to the Geek Matrix. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I said everybody, not Josh. Oh, I forgot. I'm not. <laughs> you're, you're a buddy. You're not everybody. That is Make saved sense. for uh, Legion. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the Geek Matrix DC Comics Review Show number 165. That's if I remember the number eight because initially I wrote 167. No, but it's 165. It's 165. Yes. Uh, Yeah, we are here for a lot of books. Brandon is a sick man today. Like, he can't even talk kind of sick. And it's a damn shame. I was looking forward to talking to him about a few books today. Uh, But he he hasn't even had the energy to read everything yet. (laughs) So he he read a few books last, last week and then... Um, maybe I shouldn't. He, he read some books earlier. <laughs> well, I mean, Brandon, gets, them. Brandon gets some very early uh, drops. Yeah, yeah, we 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 shouldn't go further. It's not illegal. Don't is. worry. No, I also I just realized I probably shouldn't have put that on cam. I had to label out and everything. Uh, it, are you drinking Prime? Yes. <laughs> You're Let me fucking. Ex- Fired. Let me explain. Okay, you are so okay fired. Vince McMahon. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. I was at the gas station because I. One of my mantras. One, one of the things I believe in in my life is try anything once, right? And I've done within reason. Within reason, you don't want to do something stupid or dangerous. <laughs> like drink notwithstanding, from Logan Ball. <laughs> right. I went because every Thursday when we do the show. I pick up an energy drink because, you know, long day at work. I'm up at 4.30. By the time I come home and we start the show, I'm beat. So I need that pick-me-up just to get me through the show. I get an energy drink for the show, and I drink it. And I went to the fridge, grabbed my usual Monster, and I, I was looking, you know, maybe they have Coke energy because I'm getting tired of Monster, right? And I didn't see any Coke energy, but I saw Prime. Like, huh, I thought that wasn't allowed in Canada. But, like, I'll admit I tried their their other one, like the bottled one the hydration drink and that wasn't bad because i wanted to try anything once right so it was it I wasn't even bad. let my kids drink it that's no don't drink the energy for sure i um, won't let my kids drink the hydration one yeah. and at first they're like why it's not the energy drink i said no but it does support little <coughs> paul honestly josh you and i both know by now watching wwe supports logan paul (laughs) i mean he's getting supported by wwe regardless of whether or not we watch it that's what happens when you get a three million dollar contract for no fucking reason it's not no fucking reason the man's got some talent in the ring it's unprecedented how good he is but they he's still a dick all of that talent yes from the roster I was going to bring that up. Paul. Yeah. Bad, that's, bad, bad decision. That's the craziest thing. Like, bad okay, decision. so I, I was I was going to lead into that, but, but okay, oh. so the, the list has updated. Now that uh, we're here, everybody, bit I'm of news. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a dad joke, but oh, I got a riddle. Shit. What's that? What's black and blue and has been red all over? Oh God! I I I've heard Vintage all of these. Vintage Batman but... comics. 
<laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There, there was a lot of blue in the vintage days. There was. Yeah, like an unprecedented amount of blue. I guess that's my word of the week, unprecedented. I don't know why. Unprecedented. Yes, I just... Every so often, I'll like a word will just come into my vocabulary one week, and that's like all I'll say for the. I'll just throw it into every sentence, and apparently, it's unprecedented today. I don't know. <laughs> I get a word of the day email, but they're oh, yeah. always words that I will never use that day. Like, well, yeah, you got to have a reason to use a certain word, right? <laughs> right. It's like uh, here the other day, the kids weren't home, Holly was working. I'm sitting all by myself for like 16 hours, mm -hmm. and my word of the day was pernicious. When the fuck am I going to use yeah. that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, 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 what does that mean again? Pernicious? Um, I know Jesus. I know it. Um, or I said pernicious, and I meant yeah. persnickety. Oh, persnickety. Oh, that's yeah. even worse. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless I'm you describing could just make Sargento's it cheese. <laughs> there's there's just, no you, you you text text holly like i miss you you better come home persnickety or some <laughs> shit like just make it up I'm feeling rather persnickety yeah <laughs> is what persnickety means yeah the the weather outside is rather persnickety today i don't know it sounds sounds like a descriptive word it is yeah but not Pretty not in like not in like snickety people sargentos yeah, fair enough. Up here, the <laughs> ah, Anyway, I interrupted you to tell my wonderful. <laughs> it was I a very wonderful riddle. Two days. Right on. I I get my dad jokes by cheating and watching videos and reading books about it. <laughs> I don't make them up anymore. <laughs> um. All right. So WWE has released a grand number of stars today not as much as the grand um firing of 2020 <laughs> it's nowhere near that big that um, legendary i wasn't that, even that was watching massive. at that time no and, and they I rehired like, most of those wow. people yeah yeah most of them came back but i think a couple of them are gone again uh, there are some surprising ones in terms of like, but these are good talents, but also not surprising in terms of they haven't really been on TV in a while. So it was bound to happen. Yeah, they're uh, pushing the same half dozen people. <laughs> yeah. You know, in um, men's and then in women's. But I the, didn't get a chance to watch that video. So why don't you tell me all about it? Which video? The one that you sent about the, the, the release of the, the people. Oh, that was just an article. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so first name on the list, which is surprising because they're working something with him currently. In fact, even just two nights ago in NXT, he was saying that he might just show up on Raw next week. Uh, but Mustafa Ali yeah. is the very first name on the list, which blows my freaking mind. I don't get it. <laughs> of really all the people on the list, he was actually doing something. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's yeah he's been doing something. He's been in, um, you know, I don't always watch NXT, but I I've been watching it for the last couple of weeks, and he's uh, a few weeks, and he's he's been there. Um, slowly, we watch him slowly moving away from his positive volley 
uh, persona into more Thank of a what the God. hell kind of thing, and now he's gone. Yeah, just just before the draft, um, I guess better said at the beginning of the year, him and Ziggler were kind of a tag team. They were friends in Storm Cave and they were working together. And then I think Ziggler had an opportunity for number one contendership, and then they broke up because they were having arguments, and Ali was, like, getting in his face about it, and Ziggler was like, whatever, I'm going to do it. And and that was kind of interesting to me because you could have set up a whole thing there, Mm -hmm. but then Ziggler just kept going, and then Ali started this positive Ali thing it was really fucking dumb and then they they didn't get then became what's a free agent status yeah I'll I'll admit that's that's funny Uh, but then they went to free agent status after the draft and Ali ended up on NXT indefinitely and Ziggler just fucking disappeared (laughs) jobber that they need whenever the Miz has to work well no that's uh, um, not not even like anybody any yeah Takawa but Ziggler was was the the jobber for anyone. Yeah, that's 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 the role WWE gave him for most of his fucking career, which is a shame because quite honestly, he's one of the best talents in the, in or at least he was one of the best talents in the roster. For, and he for was quite he, a while for years now. He's been a locker room leader. He's had the most amount of matches I think of anybody at least at the time currently signed to the company, if not ever. Um, and when it came to probably. like to like a, a multi-man match for a Royal Rumble, people looked to him because he knew what he was doing. Right. Right. So it's a damn shame that he never got the proper push. But my buddy's excited the, the one that watches AEW religiously. Like he's like, Okay, come join your brother, play with mm-hmm. him, let's do some shit. Uh right, so Mustafa Ali was first on the list, and Emma. Um which I'm trying to remember who Emma was. But oh my I'm... God, for real? Okay, so she's Australian and she's married to Gorgano. No, that's not Emma. Yeah, it is. Johnny Gargano? No, 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 no. No, Johnny Gargano's wife, dude. Not Johnny Gargano. No, I know not Johnny Gargano. That's not Emma. Hang on. It's not. It's Candice wife. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're right. But no, Emma is the Australian one. That Emma. isn't Rhea Ripley. Australian Emma, or New Zealand. WWE. She's an Aussie or a Kiwi. She's an Australian, but she's not one of one of the Gargano squad. No, she no. no. I, I couldn't. Yeah, no, that's Candice LeRae, the poisoned pixie. Yeah, but... this this is Emma. Yeah, the one that, I, that I appears every so is. often. Yeah, just put her like completely in Candice LeRae's spot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember the last time I've seen her on TV. Mm. Um, the one that About so a month ago where she showed up, but she wasn't. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. During a tag team spot or something, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it was Emma. Then there was Alia. Alia. I think she was a fairly new sign, and I don't know Aaliyah if she ever from made Alia. Oh, she was okay from NXT. Okay, so maybe maybe that's why I hadn't seen her. There was somebody else on the list I thought that I knew was signed and then never made it. Uh, Aaliyah, Rick Boogs, that one hurt. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if they're gonna do Fucking silly, boogsy. if they're gonna do silly, I would have rather than fucking hold LA Knight up battling the Miz. I would have loved to see Migs versus Boogs. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Sorry, who? Miz versus Boogs? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I think that that would have been awesome. It would have been a great person for Boogs to to um, take off with because yeah. Ms. Cancel and uh, Ms. Cancel really well. Oh hell yeah! And um, could have almost followed he, the same. He story sold against that. nothing two weeks ago. <laughs> Such a weird, weird promo, but it was kind of cool showing off Ms.'s talent that way. <laughs> It was definitely odd, that's for sure. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, so was Rick Boogs, along with him, was his potential tag team partner, Elias, which I am also sad about. I will yeah. always walk with Elias. Um, he's Good done some great talent. shit. Good talent, highly underutilized. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, it was Riddick Moss, which is Madcap Moss. Okay, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, he... He he was on a little bit well because even I started watching again this year, and he was on a little bit sporadically throughout the first half of the year. But he was bigger last year because I kept seeing chatter about him online, okay. and like I I seen some stuff and like okay no this guy's pretty good. But then like and and in the the face role in the positive role like the, the high energy talent and like happiness, awesome. But then the the stuff they were doing with him near his end like the last time he was on tv he was getting pissed off he was trying to make a heel turn uh-huh. was not interesting and his last match just on tv at least was horrible it, it, so, it was i remember yeah that's about all i remember was his last yeah match. so i mean um, not the greatest yeah like he i've seen some great stuff for him he definitely has some good talent but i don't think they really knew what to do with him uh we also had top dollar of the fucking Tag team, I can never remember the name of. Uh, not Street Profits, but... Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, the, oh, the, the Jobbers on the tag team division. Oh, man. Who yeah. And now that's going to bug the living crap out of me. Yeah. One second. All right. Yeah, let's... I, I can do a quick Google here. I should, really should have done that before. Hit row. Hit Row, thank you. Yep. Yeah, so he's gone. Uh, Quincy Elliott from NXT is gone. I don't know, that name doesn't even ring a bell. Yeah, it might have been fairly new. Um, honestly, what's confusing is that Top Dollar is gone. Uh, but. Adonis isn't. Adonis is still around. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they've been Adonis setting it up be and good. putting it in the script that Top Dollar is a joke. No, no, that that honestly, are you talking about the Michael Cole stuff? Well, yeah, and then they also showed it. Um, oh man, I can't, I can't remember the storyline. But there were like four tag teams backstage, uh-huh. and they all started talking mad shit about Top Dollar and like yeah. making fun of them on camera. Oh boy, about not being able to go over the top rope. Yep. Okay, because the Michael Cole stuff, that's unscripted. Like, he was just, he was actually just, like, shooting on Top Dollar off the, off the cuff. I'm not surprised. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, Top Dollar, not the greatest talent to enter WWE. No. No, honestly, Hit Row had been kind of boring for me. Hit Row had been boring for a while. We'll see what Adonis can do in a solo career. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, we also have... Surprisingly, as well, uh, Dolph Ziggler. We already talked about Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he's unfortunately been 
uh, let go, but also Shelton Benjamin. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, now Shelton Benjamin came back. We saw a couple matches. Shelton Benjamin is a very, very talented in-ring performer. Um, he's had some success, at least back in the day, with mic skills. But let's be honest, not really. And it's hard to sell somebody like that whose whole thing is, you know, I'm a badass Olympic wrestler. Um, it, 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 if, if you don't have the mic skills to back that up, then, like, you fade into irrelevancy like all the angle copies. You know what I mean? I was, was going to say, like, Chad Gable and Kurt Angle, like, they faded into obscurity because they don't have mic skills. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Gable, I will be honest, he's not that great on the mic. His personality is what sells his it. And... Personality definitely, and his catchphrases. But like, if he's if he's gonna stand there and and square up against somebody on the mic, he's gonna lose every battle. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's not he's not Angle um, in no. the way that Angle could jump right in to holding his own with Stone Cold, for example. Yeah. And uh, he could throw out anything while remaining in character. Now, we've seen Gable kind of step out of character on the mic, and that that doesn't work out well. Matter of fact, I've we've seen him do it like a couple of times in his battles with Gunther, and you can almost see it on his face that there's there's something off with him right now. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's part of the storyline or if he's feeling some pain from something, but something does seem off with Chad Gable, just as an aside. It's almost like they're they're pushing in a, a story idea that, that Gable, because he's, as far as I know, the closest one to beat Gunther. And he was the only one to, beat Gun- to pin Gunther during his IC title reign. So he's probably, so they're probably pushing a story where that's on Gable's mind, and he thinks he's so fucking close, he can't let this go. He's obsessing over it to an unhealthy degree. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, It would yeah. be interesting to see what it does to Alpha Academy. Yeah, which I hope nothing. I, <laughs> I, hope, really, nothing I hope nothing happens. <laughs> I love Otis. Yep. I love Otis and Maxine together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Maxine in the ring more. Yeah. I want to see her back in the ring. We saw it one time, and it it was it didn't show off a whole lot. But I I feel like there was more to her than just a ballet. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like putting Maxine in the ring. Good job. Oh, thank you. Like that. That was a great fucking choice. Yep. And I love anytime her and Gable do the thank you in the ring. Like you see, so <laughs> I always have to laugh because Gable Gable is like thank you. Like he he's got his face, but Maxine is complete opposite. Thank you! <laughs> Bright, wide-eyed. Yeah! <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, alright. You blipped out for half a second. but Yeah. Um... Oh, beta features. Yeah. All right, so that yeah, Shelton Benjamin surprising Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana. The, so the, the remainder of the list is all NXT talent. Bryson Montana, Dana Brooke, 
uh, Dabakato or Commander Aziz. I, uh, I'm not too familiar with all the NXT titles. Uh, Ulyssa Leon, Daniel MacArthur, Shanky, which I'm kind of surprised at, but also not. I didn't know he was on NXT, but apparently this is NXT list. Uh, Shanky had been on main roster for years too, and apparently he was he was pretty popular. So uh, pretty popular, but you know, I mean, they're they're pulling NXT into being that third brand, like I called a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell they that not are. just because uh, Dom Mysterio went and won the North American Championship from NXT, but there's a lot of popping in from like. Uh, like Gargano went back. Hayes for a while, and then yeah. Gargano went back. Corbin went back. Yeah. Um, Ali yeah. went back. Ali went back, and now uh, Becky, the man, is uh, holding the women's title from NXT. Yeah. So um, it's like a two I, main I, roster talents holding NXT championships. Yeah. So I'm I'm seeing, at least in my opinion, we're going to be seeing NXT talent popping in to the WWE shows and then eventually we're just going to see NXT be the be the third weekly show. Yeah. I mean Dragon Lee who is a huge name in the luchador community in Mexico. Um he popped on to Raw the other night. Yes, and this is right. where this is where the program with Ali was supposed to happen because Ali and Dragon Lee faced off apparently for a number 1 contendership match for the North American Championship and Ali won. Mhm. And then the following week on Raw, Dragon Lee is there and said on air that he's the number one contender. He's, his next match is going to be with um, Dom for the title. And then Ali the next night on NXT was like, what the fuck? I'm the contender. Maybe I'll show up on Raw next week. <laughs> and now he's released. So this there's some weird shit going on. There is uh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, two more names, two last names. Uh, I was going to lead into it early, but I forgot to save it for last. It's just as good Maxine Dupree is on Alpha Academy, and this is even more reason to hope Alpha Academy sticks around because there's nowhere else for her to go. Both Mansoor and Massey have been released. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't have a yeah, problem no, I, with I that don't being care depicted on, on TV because um, Pretty Deadly are fucking riot. Yeah. They're what? They're a fucking riot. Yes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yes, I fucking boy. love them. If, yeah, if, Triple if... M were kind of... I, I didn't care for the characters, no, but I've seen didn't. I've seen the people... I, I've watched uh, Up, Up, Down, Down, and they've been on the Up, Up, Down, Down channel playing games, and they are hilarious. They're great on that. So I love the people... I just did not care for Mansoor and Masse. So I'm kind of conflicted because I liked seeing them on Up, Up, Down, Down. I haven't watched in a while, but they were actually, uh, I think it was, um, I don't remember which one's which. Uh, fucking. <laughs> I, wanna... I, I, I think I think it's Masse was, was the current uh, Up, Up, Down, Down champion. Oh, yeah? At least it was a few months ago, but I haven't kept up with it recently, so I don't know. If they ever did the title match, they did number one contendership, and I think if I remember right, Rick Boogs won that. <laughs> that. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta go back and see. I've just seen a lot of people playing uh, WWE. So. 
which makes sense being a WWE show realistically. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the news of the day that's rocked the WWE world. There is no comics news, <laughs> despite the fact that we had um, all the solicits last Friday. There is like some interesting announcements, but nothing major. I I know there was something from DC in the last week, but I can't for the life of me remember what it was. No, and... we've got all the important shit coming this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over the next couple of weeks anyway. I know that like, there was there was like an announcement. I haven't gone into the. Uh... Oh, what's this? I. I. I, uh, I don't remember for. For sure. Oh, it's changed. Um, Howdy, viewer. How's it going, man? Hello. Welcome to the Matrix, the Geek Matrix. Yes. Well, we don't turn you into batteries, but uh, you know. <laughs> We keep going and going and going. going. <laughs> Is that even the catchphrase still? Why not? Yeah, I guess if it not, just keeps going and going it. and going. Um, <laughs> Why are you um, talking about weird shit? I saw this. Ooh, I love had it. no input from any commercials or anything, but I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to give it a shot. Coca-Cola Y3000. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That's the flavor. It's a limited time flavor. And it was co-created with artificial intelligence to give a taste (laughs) of what comfort and Coke would feel like or taste like in the future. And it's pretty fucking tasty. What's it it taste like? And don't say the future. It kind of tastes like a hundred years from now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, A thousand. A thousand. (laughs) Very much a, uh, you it know, should jelly, taste jelly, like... jelly beans. Okay, I was going to say, it should taste like Slurm. <laughs> it and nothing like, else. It tastes like a few random of the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. And okay. definitely one buttered popcorn. And so it's very sugary. It tastes very sugary. No. But it's, it's got that it's kind of taste to it. It's almost like a fruity taste, but not quite. Okay. It's got like a that tutti fruity taste from Jelly Belly Beans right. mixed with Coca Cola. And if you would have told me that, I would have been like, "Well, that sounds like dog poop." But it's actually yeah. it's actually pretty good. I like it. Most of the internet does not. Um, Understand? Complaining <laughs> about <laughs> they're complaining about an aftertaste of which I don't even notice. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I like it. So, official Geek Matrix endorsement from Geek Matrix Josh. Coca-Cola Y3000. Go buy one today. Yes, it is not made from worm poop. It is not made from worm poop, but it was created by AI. Yeah, by Bender Bending Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Indeed. (laughs) So, one, one bit of comics news I do want to bring up. Uh, which I, I know you're not going to have much interest in this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Hickman has announced, or he didn't announce, but he has been announced as uh, relaunching Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh. Spinning out of Ultimate Invasion. Uh, and considering we've only had issue three so far, it's a bit of a surprise <laughs> considering how issue one ended. And for, for all of y'all that have read it, and for those of you that haven't, 
for those of you that have read it, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you that haven't, basically issue one, spoiler alert, ended with the Ultimate Universe rebooted, uh, re reborn, and the maker uh, basically revealed himself to be the maker <laughs> of the Ultimate Universe. He is the new god, and he was last their first seen at the Oscorp Laboratories where Peter Parker got bit by the Oz spider, uh, uh-huh. but then he killed the spider instead before it bit Peter, essentially like stopping mm. Spider-Man. So that's yeah. that's that that's why I'm more fucking curious to how there's an ultimate Spider-Man again. <laughs> Unless it's Miles. It could be Miles, but he also offered an issue when he offered Miles, who was in 616, to come with him back to 1610. Mm-hmm. And Miles said, no, thank you. I'm good where I am. Well, that doesn't mean that there's not a Miles that'll spawn out of that universe, though. I mean, technically, no, but I like. I feel like 1610 Reed Richards would uh, like not force that. You know, like That's him, and Miles are the, way, not the only listeners. Yeah, as <laughs> Earth, Earth 1610 is the ultimate universe for those that don't know. Uh, Reed. Ultimate Reed and and Miles are the only two survivors of that Earth left, technically. At least the two that remember that universe. Um, and yeah, you know, shit like that goes down. You, as a comic book reader, should instantly assume that Reed Richards or Franklin Richards had something to do with it. I mean. <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, it all happened during Infinity. And while the incursions were just kind of happening through natural progression of, of the universes, mm-hmm. um, the Reeds did have a lot to do with it. And in, in essence, so did Doctor Doom. So <laughs> they, they those, those two were, like, the forefront of that story. <laughs> Franklin was not though. I've 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 not read Marvel comics religiously in a very long time, and I know that. Yeah. If if there's one person, contrary to what only MCU fans think, if there's one person in the in the Marvel universe that has fucked up things more times than you can count by trying to do something good, it's mm. Reed Richards. You need to if if you don't believe that you need to read Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run, and that encompasses about half of the fuck ups Reed has done in his entire like career as a comic book character, yeah. if not more. <laughs> his his mantra then like the whole thing he was going for that he had written on chalkboard fix everything, yep. and instead he just made more problems. As per the usual. Yep, but it introduced us to. Uh, we already had the the Council of Captain Britons. We had the we had the, the Spider Guild technically, with uh, the Spider Verse, and then we had the Captain Britain Council. And we knew there was the Council of Kangs. Now there's the Council Council of Reed Richards during that run as well. Uh, I'm just curious how many other multiverse councils there are. How many other characters are there? <laughs> yeah, but how many have access <laughs> to the multiverse just willy nilly? You know, I think there's a uh, Doctor Dooms as well. But that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I could be wrong. 
I don't quite remember for sure. I think I think there's a council of victors, or a council of kings, or a council of reeds. I mean, because you know the Nathaniel's been the, council the, the, of victors the Richards family. Time. It could be. I just don't remember for sure. I mean, he made his own Doombots, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but when in doubt, blame the Richards family. It's it's the easiest way to go about it. You can say that again. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we have a metric shit ton of books today. Uh, we, we, we have 10. In total. Reviews. Full reviews. <laughs> Split between the main show and the bonus show. Be sure to check it out. Subscribe to our Discord if you have not yet. So you get access to the bonus show and open chat with us. Uh, for only two ninety nine a month, three ninety nine in Canada, and God knows how much where else, because I'm not up to date on currency relations. So, <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. Basically, um, yeah. This week, was gonna do that. at least not in Australia. So, because <laughs> they banned guns. So, right. yeah. Uh, this week we have ten books. Oh, shit, I forgot to score the vigil. <laughs> I knew I forgot okay. something. I only got to read it today. Um, yeah, so we got 10 books today, 11 books next week, and like the third or fourth week of October, we have 15 books we're doing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. We should yeah. get into it. Before we do, just uh, listeners out there, remember you can find everything Geek Matrix on our website, www thegeekmatrixpod.com links to all of our socials our podcast free Substack, where we do all of our comic book reviews and we are now on blue sky um at thegeekmatrix.bsky.social which doesn't sound as you know browser friendly as a as a regular twiddle or instagram handle uh, sounds but there we are. It's better than Twitter or X or Twix or whatever it is you want to call it. So get on yeah. Blue Sky if you can. You can find us pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts, too. Don't forget to like, subscribe, download, show everybody that uh, we're awesome and not trying to take over the world one screen at a time. Thank you. We're not? Shh. Oh, shit. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, God. <laughs> Never reveal the secret plan. Never. I mean, no, no secret plan. Shut up. What are we doing today, Pinky? <laughs> it's the same thing we do every night. Try to take over the screens. One swimming pool at a time. That was uh, one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and watch Pinky and the Brain. I don't remember that one. One more thing. I got a companion for my Alan Scott. Good Yay. old Jay Garrick. Oh, yes. And yes. you found some place to put the damn lightning. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it actually looks really cool. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And they look really good together. Of course, both being McFarland figures definitely helps. Right. All right. Uh, do you want to hit us up with the honorable mentions? 
Um, yeah, we've only got two that I'm going to get into, and there's not a whole lot to get into, but turn into the bonus show, and I'll give you a grade for them. Uh, Batman White Knight presents Generation Joker, and I can't wait to see what the next White Knight books is, is going to be called, because we're already up to six words. <laughs> Let's see if we can hit nine next time. <laughs> also, so that's on number five. Then we also have Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder, number three. And, I mean, technically, I read the digital, so I've got uh, Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, and Superman versus uh, Meshi also in my belt. Yeah, Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, number six. That's the last one. I will not go into it. I'm not, I'm not going into it no. extensively either. I, I'm not going into it. I don't think we should go into it at all because it's not even available on stands for another... I thought it was next week, but apparently it's like two, three weeks from now. <laughs> so I would just say I am happy with the ending. I like yes. it, and it would be in my top three if I was including it this week. It, it, it was, let's shall we say, a spectacular effort from the creative teams involved. Yes, and and basically confirmed my theory that it does take place last year, considering yeah. timeline and whatnot. Yeah, it lines everything up there nice and tidy in that last issue. Yep. Yeah, I, I can't wait for Brandon to get to read it, though, because I, I have a burning question that I want answered about how tactile telekinesis works, because there was something in there that I'm just like, I, I don't think that's right but I can't find anything to dispute it. So <laughs> we'll find out in a few weeks. Anyway, that's your honorable mentions. Not a lot. That's because everything else is being talked about today. And we're going to start off with the vigil number five. This is written by Ram V with art from Sid Kotian and Dev Pramanik. Colors from Rain Burrito and Letter from Dave Sharp with a very nice cover from Sumit Kumar. Mm-hmm. So we are now getting a behind-the-scenes look at another member of the Vigil, a uh, member whose name I don't think got brought up at all, and I don't remember uh, the character's name. Because I don't think it was in this issue. There, there were not a lot of people's names kid? in this issue. The kid, yeah. He talks about himself in the third person. That's Castle. Oh, okay. I don't think he's Castle said his name in this did he yeah he taught he's sitting there talking about it and he refers to to castle and then goes on to explain how he wasn't one of his and all of that oh that might explain why i didn't <laughs> i i never caught that then okay so <laughs> castle we get some uh whew, background on castle this time uh as a kid he could always somewhat assume the future and could see things 15 steps ahead of others and he was found by the good old doctor uh, and joined the team. That is not something that exists in all of DC with the exception of Dr. Leslie Tompkins. There is no good doctors. Good old doctor. They what about uh, Emil, Emil Hamilton? He never okay. went. He never no. went rogue. So there's he two. He never went rogue. So there's two. There's, There's two. two. I just yeah. always forget about him. Yeah, and I will never forget Emma Hamilton. He was one of the best parts of the animated series. <laughs> it's a wonder they never met, you know? Yeah. I, to be fair, like different doctorates, but 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bit. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, right? That would have been an interesting, like, side team up. Just like a. Like in an anthology book or something, just a side story that we've seen Batman and Superman team up, Robin and Bat or uh, Robin and Superboy and and Supergirl and Batgirl team up. What about Doctor Leslie Tompkins and Doctor Emil Hamilton for a one-off adventure? You know, hell yeah, or even a three-issue mini where they're very much like a, a procedural drama, like ER in Gotham, right? Yeah. Mobile ER in Gotham. <laughs> For sure. Have, have we had... Well, no, Maggie Sawyer's now in Floodhaven. So I was going to say Maggie Sawyer and... Um, oh my god. The question. Renee Montoya? Renee Montoya. Have they ever, like... Met? <laughs> I think so. Yeah? I think At so. At some point, they must have. Did they meet in the next batman because they were yes. both in that for a spell right i believe they did i just I, don't remember oh man no i'm not sure but speaking of which renee montoya is no longer the question that's hadia now yes i know I, I i know she hasn't gone by the question in ages i just could not remember <laughs> her bloody name but i'm happy you picked up what i was putting down so thank you for that um, right, getting back to the vigil because we got a lot to talk about. So we get a look at Castle, uh, and then we jump back to the present, where the doc of the team is now revealing himself to everyone, uh, revealing the truth. And way back in October 1943, shortly after the Second World War, um, they he was brought on to a team of scientists to try and figure out how to basically move ships from one area to another like make them invisible and teleport them through dimensions uh so they can infiltrate enemy waters and and philadelphia experiment like the philadelphia gentlemen? experiment yep wait was that actually the philadelphia experiment uh for the most part yeah what, oh, what sure. happens what they say happens is what they yeah oh shit I gotta look that up again because I had the wrong idea about the Philadelphia experiment. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the Philadelphia experiment, um, and this team of doctors led by uh, one Doctor Feistus Hep. Uh, it's a trio of them. They succeed in their mission and send a ship boarded with thirty-five crew uh, crewmen and the three doctors themselves. Uh, through a teleportation device and landed, at least the three doctors landed in another dimension. The sailors, however, were left. Uh, two weeks later, the ship reappeared with all the sailors uh, in various forms of matter, whether their bodies were just shifted and torn apart, or they were fused to the ship or fused to other items, or their bodies were just reincorporated in random so. configurations pretty much <laughs> fatalities mm -hmm. all around 35 of them to be exact um but the three dodgers landed in this other dimension which turns out to be some kind of a dream world they were clearly not the first ones there but they are currently the only ones there as there is a giant structure uh that if they sit in a chair at the center of the structure anything they think of comes to pass not only in that world but in our world 
uh, and using that for however many years they are there, they split up the uh, the Doctor and the Vigil, and the third member of the team, Madison, uh, joined forces to try and figure out how to get themselves home, while uh, Hep, yeah, Doctor Hep, Festius. Yeah. Um, Fest, 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 yeah, hep, uh, <laughs> is trying to basically do anything but, uh, and he's becoming a little megalomaniacal, um, and eventually goes a little insane, but at this point, uh, our doctor has um, thought up maybe some potential uh, defenses against anything Hep might create in the real world or in that world uh, and the people he's created are the Vigil, the group that are before him now, mm-hmm. as well as Mr. Lightless uh, who was a creation of his own imagination and is a wealthy man who does fund his endeavors um, the trio do get into a fight and Madison knows that the, the Dodger needs to leave so she sends him away through the portal because they, they succeeded in finding a way to get home. He goes back, uh, but ends up in 1969 uh, when they landed on the moon. Um, and he didn't really age was much. was something that they caused. Exactly. Uh, and But after returning to Earth and then <clears throat> revealing himself to the government... Uh, which he was working with, of course, during the Philadelphia experiment. Eventually, they found out that he doesn't age, uh, so I'm imagining he just dyes his hair uh, <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to to make it look like he's aging. Um, and and tell him what interdimensional shit could do. Exactly, um, but that's basically his story. That's his truth. He revealed it to the team and Castle, being the futurist that he is. Uh, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yep single-handedly uh tells each of the members what they're going to do and they reveal that yeah that's what they were going to do arc light quits because he feels betrayed saya um is hurt but potentially just will stay along and dodge believes that they're a family uh hates the dodger but is going to stick around anyway arc light review believes the vigil is over and as only the doctor and castle are left castle says you lied again i'm not one of your creations i'm his uh and that's where it ends uh we do see a person sitting in a chair talking to a mr wall but i don't remember who the hell they are it could be hep we don't know Uh, that is hep okay i was gonna say as far as we know hep was still in that other world with madison but it seems he has escaped and he is around uh, and that's where the issue ends. Quite interesting, I must say. Uh, this is it's, it's getting better and better as the issues go on for me. Uh, this this kind of mystery is getting more and more intriguing as it goes. The art's really good. The story's getting more interesting. I'm liking the characters. Uh, fuck, I haven't scored it. Uh, <laughs> say 8.5 out of 10. It's a solid book, solid issue. Definitely worth a read if you haven't yet. Well, Five issues deep, it's not too late. See, I went in thinking that this was a six-issue mini. and uh, could, could be, but I don't know. It's not written on the cover. I just went to check. Um, I don't know why I didn't check it earlier, but 
I mean, as far as this story goes, there's really not much to say about it other than this. I've enjoyed the series thus far, and it continues to get better. I was under the impression that it was a mini, so I've spent, like, all day feeling bummed out that this was ending. Um, glad to hear it, it, it's time to consider that it's not. I want to read more of this. I would love to read more of this. And as far as the art goes, from the cover to the last page, the creative team did a beautiful job. It is very easy to look at. Oh, yeah. Man, um, I would really be bummed if this was ending. I also gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Right on. That's I, a fair I, score. Um, the... the, the uh, I like what Rom V is doing in Detective Comics, and that remains to be my least favorite story of his since I discovered Rom V. Oh, his stuff in Detective? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, moving on to our next book, we have Cyborg number three. Josh going to fill us in on Victor. We are. I'm more than one person. Written by Morgan <laughs> Hampton, Tom Rainey. Okay, on that I'm... <laughs> oh, the things I would do. <laughs> That's not scary at all. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so Tom Rainey on art. Written by Morgan Hampton, Tom Tom Rainey on art with colors from Michael Atea, who we haven't seen in a little while, and Rob Lee letters with a cover from Edwin Galvin. Um. The issue starts out with an introduction to Dr. Marcus Wilcox, who made Solace, which is basically an AI that makes all of your decisions for, for you, but also downloads, um, well, basically your mind as you wear it, uh, as an earbud, like it's, uh, like it's uh, a Jabra Elite or something. But uh, doing so downloading your mind would allow people to live forever because after they die that mind could be transplanted into a synthetic body that they call synthoids but uh yeah that's never gone wrong before <laughs> um where the hell uh, reboot i uh seen it go wrong there think it went wrong in the boys anyway um <laughs> He pitches it to Silas Stone, who of course jumps at it, saying that he might not be able to bring Victor's mom back, but he could use it to make sure that no one had to feel that way again. Mm -hmm. Turns out that, I don't know, their souls, their consciousness, whatever, um, was kept inside the servers for Silas, and once the person died, they were forced to become part of the program itself and were punished if they didn't help it along. Silas was the only person to make it out. Um of the program and uploaded himself into a synthoid that we saw in the previous issue. No member, no real memories other than remembering Silas's last thought, except for all of the time that he had there. Um, Silas's last thought being a victor. So that's why uh, the synthoid went looking for him. Uh, Silas says to put him back into Silas so that he can rescue everybody else. Silo, Cy cyborg does that and then that's when atlas the automated titanium lethal attack sentry shows up for a fight and it it talks about how dumb of a villain it is in the book and they're right <laughs> uh 
so uh, he so Cyborg beats up Atlas, and then that's when Marcus shows up, naturally not in need of a rescue. But Silas thinks that he sacrificed himself to save everyone, so I'm not sure what's really going on there. Last page, a big, and I mean big, Synthroid is shown with word bubbles saying, finally, so I assume that's Marcus. I just don't know how he's both in human form and whatever else this is supposed to be. Um, and that's the, that's the book. I'm not a fan of Rainey's art. I don't like it here, and I didn't like it in Jon Stewart's backups either. I didn't even look to see if that's who it was because uh, the art style is so noticeable that uh, I can, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I feel comfortable making that assumption. Um, I will admit, though, while this did make the story progress, a story that I've been into, it has me worried whether or not that's a good thing or not. The confusion for me about something major, like where the hell the villain is at, if he's in two places at once, if he is the human, if he's in the synthoid, if the human form is a synthoid, I don't know, but it puts huge bumps in the road for me. With Rainey's art and the unclear ending, I'm going to have to give this one a 6.5 out of 10. So I was also thinking that Android, the synthoid, sorry, at the end was also Marcus. Right. But but the consciousness of Marcus that was inside Solas. Because you figure that Marcus always had this evil plan that the consciousness of Marcus inside Solus was also having that evil plan because it's the same person, right? They're just doing it in two different ways now, in two different but, avenues. And I thought of that. Yeah. However, um, Silas's consciousness, which is in that synthroid mm -hmm. now, um, refers to Silas as a separate person and refers to them themselves as uh, I or we and then yeah. reference the silence difference so the consciousness that was downloaded from the program from Solace recognizes itself as something different someone other than Victor or not Victor Stone Silas Stone to so, yeah to a certain degree like he was saying it, it the sensation when he entered Solace was like an out-of-body experience like he was aware that there was another version of him out there uh living a life that that he could not do no, yeah that yeah okay that tracks that tracks. yeah all right so so it's 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 got to be a weird sensation knowing there's two of you living different lives <laughs> like like a clone scenario agreed yeah but that's that's also Silas not knowing what to expect and having that experience. Whereas Marcus, he designed it, he built it, he wrote it, he knows what's going to happen. And if he puts his consciousness in there, he knows that there's going to be a separate consciousness there. And that consciousness is going to have the same thoughts, feelings, patterns, emotions, ideas that the real Marcus has. So we're just going to follow the, the same train of thought. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm following you there. I can... What what's not tracking with me is that that synthoid already had parts of atlas's body in it it did it <laughs> unless it was because marcus did mention he, he just he hired atlas to study him and use some of his schematics to build his synthoids so this could have been a prototype but like why have it look 
the same like the same freaking color scheme right. if it's not the same body. Right. But that's yeah, neither here nor there, I guess. I, so that I, that's I, the only part that rubbed this, me the wrong way. All of this was planned. I was just waiting for you to come and beat him up so I could scalp some parts from him. <laughs> yeah. Um all in all, though, like this is actually the issue I enjoyed the most out of this run so far. It's still an interesting story for me. Uh, I, just, I think I just need a bit more. I, I give it a 7.75 right now. Maybe an 8 on a good day. Hmm. Quote Brandon there. I wish you'd get back into that. That was always fun. <laughs> um, yeah, the art is kind of hit or miss. I don't hate it, but because I, I have seen worse. But <laughs> yeah. From 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 you said it was Tom Rainey, yeah, yeah. I've seen worse from Tom Rainey. It's not the greatest, but I don't hate it. Um, I liked some of the fight sequences between Cyborg and Atlas. It was really cool. So I'll give it that. I enjoyed it for now. Anyway, moving on to our next issue is Hawker Girl number three. Strap in. So it's a it's a ride. All right, so this is written by Dredzia Axelrod with art from Amanke Nahuelpen, colors from Adriano Lucas, and letters from Hassan Asmane Elhau. Uh, and I just want to double check that I got... Okay, yeah, so the, the cover was also done by Nahuelpen and Lucas. <clears throat> uh, so we get another person in the grips of... Uh, i got to write down names. The the evil chick. The, uh, the Pulchula. Volpecula, thank Volpecula, Volpecula, such yes. a weird, hard name to say. Volpecula, I gotta get into that. Volpecula, Volpecula. That name comes from somewhere. Oh, it's yeah. a constellation. Um, Volpecula yeah, has no origin in mythology. It first appeared in the star atlas of Johann Havelis in 1687. He called it Volpecula um, and Answer, which is the fox and the goose. On, uh, on some star atlases, the fox mm-hmm. and the goose were separated into two, but eventually the goose was dropped entirely from the sky, so now it is just the fox. Interesting. That explains the whole fox thing. That's <laughs> going on in the the speech bubbles, uh, right? So Volpecula, Volpecula, goddamn it, Volpecula, as another victim, she she has found uh, a man who, in my opinion, ages rather weird. Uh, Forty years prior, he was getting um, bullied at a pool, uh, and he wanted power, so she gave it to him. And then forty years later, to the present day, uh, this afternoon, to be exact. Uh, he is potentially 50 years old and looks 30. I don't know how the hell that happened, but <laughs> here we are. Uh, the head of a company in Gotham City and is meeting with Bruce Wayne, who wants to get on the board of directors. Uh, this man, uh, his name is Farlan Candor, the CEO of this company. Um, this Bruce doesn't quite trust him completely uh, for Batman reasons. Um but we, we don't really know much else beyond that yet. Down on the streets of Gotham, Alicia Yo is uh, leaving her shop temporarily to go 
uh, just take a rest, and is found by the Croc Block, a new gang on the streets. Uh, hey, Selena, you're not doing your job right. <laughs> come come get these guys uh she is then saved by hawk girl who calls herself batman because wings uh funny um and takes makes quick work of the croc block alongside galaxy the prettiest star uh, i i i hope we don't have to say that. i hope that's not the full name is not her we just call her galaxy right we just call her galaxy okay yeah. we got okay it's galaxy that was um, the title of her graphic yeah Okay, as long as it's not her full hero name, because <laughs> that's a mouthful. Uh, so they rescue Elysia, uh, and she's grateful. Uh, says, look, if you ever want a meal, just come by. It's on the house. I'm the head chef. Don't worry. Um, and then the two head out and to the Batcave to meet up with Batman, because uh, that's where he usually is. Hey, hold on uh, a second. I just want to make a small correction. Uh-oh. The general uh, acceptance uh, is that Volpecula was designated in 1687 by Polish astronomer Johannes Hevelius, like I just said. But, as it turns out, the first time that it was ever mentioned um, was in the Book of Fixed Stars by Arab astronomer Al-Sufi, and that was written in 964. So, beats it by quite a ways. I just couldn't go on without uh, without clearing that part up. Fair enough. No Continue. problem. Um, Ray, I just realized when I was reading the issue the first time, I missed some of the timeline stuff. Uh, so the pair meet up at the Batcave, talk to Batman to figure out more information about Volpecula that he may have found. And he hasn't really found out much uh, except for some less than questionable resor- or, uh, question- questionable sources, he says. Uh, so he's not 100% sure yet what the hell's going on with her. Uh, but he does know, uh, he does reveal that his an old colleague of his, Farlin Candor, as he, we saw at the beginning of the issue, he met with at the, the head office, or Candor Enterprise, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, has an anth metal feather, which is identical to one of her, the ones on Hawk Girl's wings. Uh, and also present was one of his employees, Ava Diaz. And if that name sounds familiar, Hawk Girl did see her die, uh, which we did see <laughs> also Farland standing over her grave just the day prior at the beginning of the issue. And then you see this afternoon, she is well and alive, uh, much to Hawk Girl's surprise. Uh, but Batman has no memory of her ever being dead, and Hawk Girl thinks she's going crazy. But you know, they they get past that. She tells Batman, "No, in our line of business, don't you tell me I'm crazy." So they head off to find Farlin, and sure enough, with Farlin at a big shindig is Vel Volpecula. Uh, so the trio go after them uh, to try and figure out what the hell's going on. But surprise, Farlin is also on the court of owls. <laughs> okay, surprise, surprise. surprise, surprise. So now I have to fight an army of Talons, uh, but the three of them actually do make some pretty good work with them. Uh, Batman goes for Volpecula, as Volpecula also cuts herself with an nth metal wing, or nth metal feather, uh, putting some of her blood on it, and then stabs Farland, which transforms him into a giant owl creature, uh, who then goes after Hawkgirl, as Batman chases down Volpecula, 
she does get away thanks to one of her other creatures with ambushes Batman. Uh, Hawkgirl does eventually get the drop on Owl Farlin while realizing that she's a bit more pissed off at some of the people in her life and begins just like yelling excuse me at Carter Hall who isn't there uh, and beating the shit out of Farlin while she's at it and as Farlin after having lost the fight and beat repeatedly in the face by Kendra uh, yeah like as he disappears in the sand he's like my name's Farlin who's Carter <laughs> and then just <laughs> just falls away like Sandman it was I, I was I thought that was kind of funny if not a little sad uh, yeah. Galaxy and Batman have a moments and Batman is usual Batman oh wow I misread that the whole time I thought I said you don't belong here he says you belong here okay yeah Woo. Wow, the first time I read this, this is why you need to read things twice, kids. First time I read this, <laughs> I, I thought he said you don't belong here. And his usual Batman chagrin. But no, so okay, nice, nice. Galaxy belongs here. Uh, and then we see Volpecula now in Metropolis, ready to raise it to the ground. That is where we will see her next issue uh, next month in issue four. Um, this This series is kind of dull for me like it's it's got some moments i like some of the action but i don't know how much i care about the story right now but i'm also not a i'm I'm gonna be honest with you i'm not a great lover of the hawks as much as i want to be and i love the idea of the hawks and the mythology of it all anytime i read a hawk story i don't fucking care (laughs) i've tried many times (laughs) i feel like that with along with many many other people not just you but um I feel like that's because of how convoluted the Hawks have been since their inception. And when things are that screwy, it's really hard to get into it because you don't know which Hawks you're dealing with, why you're dealing with them, or what the hell is going on. Or I could be completely wrong and you just don't like the birds. Uh oh, did I lose ya? I lost ya. There you are. What? <laughs> I've been here for a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was weird. I I had lost you as well for a minute. At the like, right when you started talking about the Hawks. Ah, I said I, then... I I feel like uh, I'll, I'll I'll do the short version. I feel like most people are thrown off by the Hawks because of how convoluted their story is. Yeah. their backstory and when you open it up you have to ask what hawks am i reading which history is this going to play off of what has yeah. led into it off page it's confusing that yeah i can see yeah. how that's completely off-putting like honestly the only hawk story i think i've read to completion is the death of Hawkman from like 2016 uh coincidentally he had a hawk die maybe that's why i liked it well no i i like it because because <laughs> adam strange was involved despero was involved i think there was a green lantern it was a cosmic story that's what i liked about it you but, need to dip back into time and read the ranthenagarian war i do i even have somewhere around here a hawkman story um that i have collected from uh oh shit where the hell is it endless flight from the Eagle Moth story. I think it's a it's an Adam and Hawkman story. Cool. 
and I've heard that them as a duo was really good, so I wanted to check that out. Pick that up from 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 the Eagle Moss collection. I haven't looked into it yet, though. So like, and I, I heard uh, his like his characterization from Jeff Johns and JSA was really good as well. So I want to check out that the early JSA from Johns. But we'll see, we'll see. Right now, like I I don't hate this Hawk Girl book. I can enjoy it. I can appreciate it for what it is. I it's just not quite for me i guess i find it kind of dull that's i mean that's fair yeah but it's it's not like like i say kind of because i i don't even really know where i'm going with that like it's not bad i don't think it's bad i just find it boring as fuck <laughs> well i mean and you know i mean that's bad to some but uh you know on the other side of that thing you can say well, I didn't hate this, you know, I don't have anything bad to say, it just didn't grab my attention. Yeah. Um, I'm on the other side of that. Uh, the small team up with Batman makes me think that this is going to be the status quo moving forward for Hot Girl and Galaxy. I'm completely cool with that. Um, this is a case of me being bummed that it's ending, because if I'm not mistaken, we've only got one issue, or... Uh, three. Three issues left. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole lot more that we could do with it. Um, the the art is fantastic. The colors just as much. And the lettering, especially when it spilled out of the world word bubbles, was great. I really like this so far. This issue included. I did, regarding the lettering and just general book, in, 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 just the book in general, I found it kind of weird that they reflected the word bubbles in the sword that um, the owl Farling was using. I mean, just a yeah. note, not a complaint, but very odd. I don't think it I've was. ever seen that before. And I, I don't know if that was just somebody, like, zipping through it, trying to get it done fast, and just, like, okay, I need to draw a reflection, and then threw the damn words in there, too. I don't know. But it will be interesting to see if there's anything that explains that later on. I, ga- I gave this an 8.5. I really dug it. Oh, fair enough. I, I gave it a 7.5 because uh, I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But fair it's, enough. It's, if you're a fan of the Hawks, it might just be for you. Definitely check it out if you like the Hawk family. Thanagarians. I prefer Ranians, despite the fact that they're a little more up their ass about themselves but definitely more up their ass about themselves yeah but i like adam strange so (laughs) that's me fair enough in the ranthanagar war i pick i guess the radians gonna say something funny but i forgot every other (laughs) alien race (laughs) in the dc universe I was going to say... Dominators. No, okay, that's what I was... I couldn't remember the fucking name. In the Rantanagar War, I picked the Tamaranians. There you go. They are all beautiful. Every single one of them. Planet Tamaran... Planet Tamaran is a bisexual's dream. Hmm. I think that's just a fact. If I'm not mistaken, they're all bisexual. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
man, let's move on to our next one. Batman Superman World's Finest, number 19. Move in uh, from talking about the finest world to the world's finest. Ah, cool beans. Yeah, love it. Number 19, man. Written by Mark Wade, art by Travis Moore, Tamara Bonvillain Colors, Steve Wands on letters, and Dan Mora on that cover. And if you get a chance to check out any of the variant covers, they're all really good. Oh, yeah. Um, so the issue starts off with Batman trapped in the Phantom Zone while Clark battles Jaxer. After a few pages going back and forth between Bruce and Clark explaining what the situation is, it goes back to Soup's fighting Jaxer with some extra math that Batman worked out because they're able to communicate psychically through the Phantom Zone. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Jaxer saw through their plan, of course, and in order to win that current scuffle, he lets Batman free. Um, granted, he does it dropping him through the sky, mostly as a uh, distraction for Superman, but still, that, that seemed a little weird. Oh, and there are loads of Gothamites also trapped inside the Phantom Zone as well. One of them being everyone's favorite butler, Alfred, uh, who can also telepathically communicate with those outside of the Phantom Zone, even though this is supposed to be impossible, but we're told that the Phantom Zone is weakening. All right, real quick, that's the thing with this sliding timeline, as everybody seems to call it. You, get, <laughs> you, you do whatever you want without ruining any continuity, but you do it alongside and leading into other things, which makes it continuity. And that's just dumb as hell. But anyway, um, you either you either stand apart or, or be a part of it. You don't do both. That's odd. It's very confusing. Jaxer goes to Candor, goes after Candor, excuse me, and starts heating up the bottle with his heat vision until Clark shows up and clobbers him, but it's only momentarily because now Jaxer is as strong as Clark is, and he's a trained fighter. Batman uses the fan Phantom Zone projector, but somehow he puts it into the floor of the... Uh, fortress. The Fortress of Solitude. Thank you. Um, and uses it to send Jaxer back into the Phantom Zone that he just escaped because he knew all of the doors to get out. Um, also, I'm not sure how Batman wired the Phantom Zone projector into the fortress's floor. Yeah. <laughs> but, so anyway, somehow everyone is returned to Gotham as well, of course, though that must have happened off-panel. Uh, suddenly... How no, they, they showed it in panel. Okay, well, yeah. what they didn't explain on panel was how all of the rifts have been sealed up, even though they've been going on for a long time, as Jaxer said earlier. He had to plot them out and figure out what the pattern was, and that only took him so much time. But now, that's they, all done now. They, they showed that, too. Well, they showed it, but they didn't explain how it got there. They sent them back, so now well, everything's better. No, to to a certain degree they didn't, but that's because there's more to the so so as Alfred was saying, the one of the doors that he was looking at 
was getting weaker, but that's when he also noticed the alien was causing the doors. And as he was blipping out of existence, you could assume that this alien, the one that was opening the rifts, is just like, fuck it, I'm going to close them now because this ain't working. But if that was the case, they wouldn't have been able to send Jaxer back because that had happened before Jaxer was sent to the Phantom Zone. But regardless... But no, the project the projector should be separate from those portals. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. That I I I won't argue that you're right yeah. there. Um. But uh, anyway, while all of that was going on, as Robin mentioned, Alfred in the Phantom Zone sees this somewhat Dominator-looking dude with some yeah. kind of ball. Uh, that's I guess a device. Alfred called it that. Um, and they call themselves. The Aether, um, excuse me, Aether the Messiah, whose apparent goal now is to free everyone from the Phantom Zone. What kind of a monster would put people in the Phantom Zone? That's been a long contested debate for a long time. And uh, I'm very much on the pro-Phantom Zone side of things. <laughs> this is continued in the pages of Action Comics in 2024. So that seems like it could be really depressing. But until uh. then, after the botched comic that this issue was, he will return to where he was a good writer and go hard into Kingdom Come in the next issue so he can bring back Boy Thunder. Yay. The, the art is really good. <laughs> I couldn't even fake it. The art is really good, and the story could have been decent, but within, what, like 23 pages or whatever, he wrote stuff that could barely keep track of itself, and there was just a lot of bullshit that was on the page. I feel like it was a mess. Thank goodness for the art. Five out of ten. I I, I will definitely agree with you on some stuff. Uh, the whole thing with the Phantom Sound Projector was really fucking weird. <laughs> I, I didn't... I just kind of let that go. Like the stuff like like this issue. Like you, Brandon, and I had a lengthy discussion. When I say lengthy, I mean we we went almost six fucking hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> I was Pretty surprised. I was surprised how long we were talking. Not completely about Batman, Superman, World's Finest, but it was one of the topics we discussed about how Brandon and I were just like, it's fun. We like the fun. It, let him have fun. Let him cook. Wouldn't enjoy it because we think it's fun. And you're in the camp of why is it like might be fun but it sucks and like weight isn't what it used to be and well not just along that, those lines along those like, lines you've got you've got nothing that you want to say you're just kind of bouncing around from yeah silly story that's very mediocre to silly story that's very mediocre and every once in a while you get a Dan Mora composite superman that makes you forget all about the shit which i'm still waiting for that finger mcfarlane uh come on mcfarlane (laughs) come on todd Uh, that's what i need so i can say that there was something wonderful that came out of this other than a page that i will never be able to get the print of because it's dan mora and that's outlandishly priced so (laughs) there's that but, so, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just like if you don't. Okay, so my whole thing is, and we don't have to go on a tangent, but if you don't have a real story to tell and you're just writing to write, then don't write. 
that's fair. No, honestly, I I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I don't think that's the case with with Mark in this series, but I do get what you're putting down, and I agree with you completely. If you don't have a story, don't tell it. Yeah. Right. No, if if you do have a story, make sure you tell it your way, but don't disregard everything that came into the past and everything that led up to it. I think we agreed on that uh, at the end of our half a day debate. Yeah, <laughs> I was. That was a fun conversation. That we we tackled a lot of topics, all because I had a hot take that Scott Lobdell had the the best characterization of Jason Todd since oh, Jason was resurrected. Let's let's not go into that again. Hey, you and I agreed on that. Oh, we totally agreed on it. Yeah, it was a hell of a fun read, man. It was yeah. a fantastic read. I just can't believe I invented an entire six issue <laughs> mini by Sean Mark, bro. <laughs> This, that still blows my mind. We mind so I forgot That's I like was going to mention Holly during that. that and she chat. said, "Oh, honey." <laughs> it's like fuck. My neurologist is going to be worried. <laughs> I, I think we're all worried. So, but when I sent you that list of of solicits from April twenty twenty two, I forgot to mention like when I was saying, does anything stand out? It's not so much things that you don't remember happening because we know with with your condition that's going to happen, but maybe things that don't quite make sense to you, like things that you look at and be like, that doesn't look right. Or like things such as this red hood book that doesn't exist. You're like, well, I think this was supposed to be around this time, but it's not here. Where is it? Like stuff like that. Yeah. I I remember it was totally it. Well, I don't remember, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) I was convinced that it came out like uh, right around my birthday, which is the beginning of April. So, now I'm gonna say one thing and don't freak out. If now as long as we just got December in I wanna say December, maybe January, when April solicits come out, I swear to fucking God <laughs> if a Red Hood book is solicited, written by Sean Martinborough, <laughs> drawn by Yasmin Putri. <laughs> I'm red, gonna lose my mind. Red exclamation point remind me by <laughs> Keep an eye out, folks. Something like that. I never bothered using it. Um, right, so my point was with this book, like, like awesome. with with those books, stuff like this, issues like this. As much as there was some stuff, I'm like, I ate that shit up. I thought it was because I love Jacks or I love that 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 whole thing with the Phantom Zone. Some stuff like mm-hmm. Bruce putting it in the ground. It was like, okay, it's Saturday morning cartoon shit. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> but I loved Saturday morning cartoons. It makes me feel like a kid again. Like that's that's the campiness. It's almost meta. Where like this takes place in the past and it's supposed to be for when and the characters the were. Well, no, the world's finest is in the past. And the present. How is it in the present? <laughs> because it takes place at the same time as Teen Titans, which happens in the past and in the present. How does any of it take place in the present? You're losing me here. <laughs> really? Uh, They're the all Teen like Titans now. The Teen Titans in all of their horrible costume glory uh-huh. are, are just starting out with cell phones and promoting themselves on social media and going to Titan con. Can, can I, can I tell you something? And, and this might make you feel old is, are you, this is if no, <laughs> no, they didn't have these smartphones back then. No, there was what, no, back, back when, how long are we the, talking? 
late 60s yeah well again sliding timeline well that's a, that's an excuse that's not a plot device how okay hang on <laughs> if you think if, if dick if dick is like in his early to mid 20s now as nightwing and shouldn't be as but... robin in world's finest teen titans he'd be like maybe 15 would you say that's that's within a decade I don't right? think Nightwing. We've had this discussion. I don't think Nightwing should be in his early twenties. Well, think how old? Tim, how old is he? I think Nightwing should be between thirty and thirty-five. I think Bruce should be pushing fifty right now. Okay, so that that's still that's fifteen to twenty years. Right. That's still a good number. Think about this. Smartphones have been around for almost fifteen years now. Ish. 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 Like, Regular, like, fan, random fan cons have been around for much longer than that. And Facebook has been a thing since 2005. Live streaming hasn't. And that's what they're doing. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I read it. <laughs> and I read was what? there. <laughs> I was there when yeah. that shit came out. There was no live streaming, especially not when they're running around in Robin's green underwear. That <laughs> very clearly is meant to represent the Silver Age of comics. And then okay. they just throw in modern stuff whenever they want to make the story work better. I think it's laziness. Pick a lane and stick to it. Otherwise, hang we're going to see stupid shit like Pink Kryptonite pop back up again. Shit, hang on. I would love to see Pink Kryptonite. Pink Kryptonite was... Uh, do you remember Pink Kryptonite? Did you read that issue? Uh, I don't, actually. Pink Kryptonite was a weaponized Kryptonite that turned Superman gay. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm good without Pink Kryptonite. Um. Yes. Right. Uh. So live streaming has been around since 2007. Ish. And yeah, no, just purpose. just Justin TV, which was the precursor to Twitch, and Twitch became Twitch in 2011. That's what I was just looking up right now. Justin TV was founded in 2007 and became an open platform within a year after it was founded. Right. And became a platform for over 60 channels. In its first year and so, more growing until Twitch was founded in 2011 and it exploded, which is where we are today. <laughs> so you're telling me that in 2011 or 2007, uh -huh. even okay, even if we'll, it's we'll say just we'll say starting two, out on 2010 because that fits with all the devices. All right. So you're telling me in 2010, teenagers were walking around looking like they do in that book. Looking like Absolutely. what? <laughs> what, what looking like what? Look at their costumes. The superhero costumes? Yes. What's, <laughs> what's wrong with... It's a cosplay. What are you on about? What do you mean it's a cosplay? It's not a They're cosplay. They're the a people convention. that people cosplay as. They're dressed as Robin and yeah. as Speedy. Yeah. And they look completely ridiculous. 
again, it it's cosplay. <laughs> it's not cosplay. Not every cosplay is good. <laughs> it's not cosplay though. Well, it's the them. What the fuck are you on about? Okay, so, I, so I'm take, looking it up take, right now. Take them in any picture, anywhere uh -huh. in okay. those books no, outside book. of okay. that convention, and they still look the exact same way they did in the convention. They You're have their 1960s the original fucking Teen Titans outfits on. Oh. My bad. That didn't happen this week. We were just talking right, about and, another and issue. Why are we not, talking about Teen Titans? <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're, we're, we're talking about that, that funky-ass yellow hat that Speedy used to wear. Robin walking around in green fucking underwear. And that's that's ridiculous. Okay, so you're talking about the fact that their costumes are based off the 60s costumes. Yes, and the way that they speak is based off of 60s comics. However, they're thrown into the into the the the, the 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 modern world with a pit stop about Roy um, during his whole "Daddy abandoned me" days. But regardless, I uh, I told you that uh, I didn't have to go on a rant, and then it led me to going on a rant. So now that we are done talking about I, the Teen Titans, I, would you I like don't to talk even... about the Titans? I don't even remember what, how the hell we got there. I gave it an 8.5. I, I, I don't know either. I'm not even lying. I have no yeah. have to go back and re-listen to it. I, I literally <laughs> forgot that we weren't talking about World's Finest Teen Titans because I was going through the list for this week. And why can't I find the fucking issue out of World's Finest? No, this is World's Finest Batman Superman. Where's Teen? Oh, wait. <laughs> we, we found that fork in the road as we tend to do. Uh... Oh, I think we were talking about sliding timelines, but that's yes. in, inconsequential. It exists. <laughs> this is a known fact because if we believed that they, that this is the same Bruce that became Batman in, in 1938 or 39, then he'd be fucking dead now. <laughs> and there's no way any of this should exist. So Pick a we, we have to have a sliding timeline. Otherwise, all comics would be canceled nonsense we wouldn't see batman saying old chum but <laughs> i would love to see him say old chum again uh i'll quit <laughs> it was so hard to keep reading comics after bendis did the ducktales thing but at least old chum is an old catchphrase in a sorts of batman it it's is. something he has said in the past he used and to was part of his character all the fucking time yeah if he, like, by the end of Gotham War, if he calls Jason old chum, I'll be so happy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need a lot more to happen than him calling Jason old chum. But we will get to that book later on. Or call him, like, Tim, and it's the beginning of Bruce having senility? I mean, that could be the next stage. I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. They put enough on this plate, so why not? Or at least gray hair, and then a cane, and then Terry. <laughs> yes, so we talked about Teen Titans, and we're going to talk about Adult Titans. <laughs> okay, did you, get, did you give your score? Did you give your score for World's Finals? Uh, I think so. Give it a four? Not, I gave it a five out of ten. Oh, okay. I was close. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so Titans number three is our last book for this show. Uh, be sure to check out our bonus show, which we'll be recording after this. We, we, we will be recording after this, and it will be up alongside this tomorrow. Be a subscriber to check it out, as I'm sure you already know. All right, so Titans number three is written by Tom Taylor with art from Nicholas Scott, colors from Annette Kwok, and letters from Wes Abbas. Uh, and I keep needing to double check. Yes, the cover was done by Scott and Kwok. Uh, so we open up on Beast Boy is a bat, funny enough, at the Church Paternity. Um, I have questions right away at the first page. It's, it's a really cool sequence. He sneaks into the Church Paternity by turning into a hundred flies, uh, sneaks into an air vent, turns into a mouse, and to sneak through a grate, turns into a bunch of ants. Uh, yeah. But I have a question right away. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it keeps doing that. It, I'm gonna it's... have to write Streamlabs. What happened? You blank. You 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 dropped out for a second. Oh shit. Okay. But, what was all it? right? So uh, you got a question right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the question right away. So uh, was Beast Boy always able to turn into a Legion, or was it like like? Could he split his consciousness into a hundred different animals? Like that's so. This because I had that same thought at first. I was like, "Wait a freaking second here. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Then I started to think ants are one of those insects that operate on a hive mind. Yeah, I so can understand that. It, I, but... I feel like that could have been the the the, the blanket for for. Uh, Gar being able to turn into a thousand ants. I mean, ants, yes, but flies? Or are those bees? I want to say those are bees. Oh, uh, okay. So I was thinking they were flies. Bees make more sense because they're also on a hive mind scenario. Right. Okay, I can accept that. I can accept that for sure. Uh, so he breaks in. Oh, yeah, those are definitely bees, my man. Those are bees? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Little stripes on them and shit. But go flies, ahead. Flies can have stripes. You don't know. <laughs> You don't know me. <laughs> uh, all right. So he sneaks his way into uh, castle, the, the church paternity, not castle. It certainly looks like a fucking castle, but it's the church paternity. Uh, gets into the security office, bites the security guard numerous times. Um, I think at that point he turned into spiders. Or maybe it was bullet ants. I don't remember now. Uh, the guard goes running out, and then he... Um, <clears throat> disables cameras and security, opens the window, and Dick comes flying in. Uh, the pair sneak around the castle. Sorry, church. God damn it. They just call it the Castle of Eternity. It looks like a castle, damn it. Um, uh, yeah, but you call it the Castle of Eternity, and it's so close to the Castle of Eternity uh, that I, would com- <laughs> I completely accept that mispronunciation. I'm <laughs> Right on. And so... Yeah, until Brother Blood shows up and says he has the power. I'll smack a bitch. Yeah, then Josh hates <laughs> Give yeah. me back my gray stone. <laughs> All right, so they come across as as uh, Gar, the whole time they're sneaking around, is trying to convince Dick that maybe uh, they should give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Just maybe these guys are on the up and up. They're there on a recon mission, but Dick is convinced the church fraternity is still up to their old ways as the church blood. Um, 
And Gar's like, maybe, just maybe, they are good people. Then they come across a blood ritual sacrifice. <laughs> right. And uh, Gar is just disappointed. Uh, so they so run in. Some shit like that. Just like, no, it literally just says, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, mid sentence, he was saying, let's go in with an open mind. They come across, and he's like, oh, shit, that's disappointing. Hmm. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, so they go flying in, save the girl that's about to be sacrificed uh, in front of literally a pool of blood. Uh, clearly, some people have already been sacrificed. Um, it's a trademark of the Church of Blood, the blood pool. Exactly. Uh, as is discussed later throughout the issue, the blood pool is saved for the leader of the, the blood cult, uh, the Brother Blood, who uses the blood power to gain uh, extra power, including strength and mild invulnerability. Uh, but this time, the leader of the cult right now, the one performing the sacrifice, tells the followers to disrobe and enter the blood pool and harness the dark power. So now there is dozens of super strength uh, goons that Gar and Dick now have to contend with. Dick calls in the reinforcements, including Wally. He convinces the team to let him go because he can't stick around uh, alone at Titan's Tower, even though... Uh, you know, sometime in the next 48 hours, he's supposed to be shot and killed inside Titan's Tower. So that's something that bugged me. If they found his body inside Titan's Tower, why are they going to leave him at Titan's Tower? <laughs> that's where he dies, right? motherfucker. <laughs> Get him the hell out of there. <laughs> right? Like, Bruce is, like, not that far away. He's got a brownstone with all kinds of security. You know, yeah. Just fucking go chill there for a little while. This is the fastest man alive. He could run to any part of the fucking planet. Jay would be happy to have you. You know, take a vacation, go to Rome. Barry's never home, but Iris is there. She'll she'll keep you busy, you know, make you some brisket, something. I'm sure Linda wouldn't mind a trip. Right. You know, (laughs) go, go check on Avery in Japan. Spend some goddamn time with your kids. No, Avery was Flash of China, right? Yeah, China, yes. Oh, okay. Is there a Flash of Japan? Not that I'm aware of. The only foreign Flash that I know of is Avery. Avery, okay. See, so, see what my, my train of thought when I was, was thinking about it was like, there's so many freaking Batmen. <laughs> I think right. there's got to be like a, a, a team of of various heroes from each of those countries that have a Batman and something in there. There's Jiro. So it's gotta be a Justice League in Japan. But no, no, no wait. No, just that was Batman Justice League in Japan. China. Yes. Yeah. But there was a Justice League China. Yeah, which had Batman of China, it had Avery, it had uh Keenan, Kong, yeah. and I don't remember who else. I know there was more. A couple others, but I mean obviously they've remained popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the reinforcements arrive through one of Victor's boom tubes. Uh, Dick sees Wally, and he's none too happy, but they deal with it later. And then Garth shows up and says, what the hell's going on here? Um, realizes that, okay, the blood pool is still happening. So he joins the Titans for a quick battle to take out all the the blood servants, I guess, uh, with an awesome shot of the whole team uh, ready to fight, including Tempest, is really fucking cool. Uh, I, I'm just just a side note there. That looked fucking wicked. 
Yeah, it really did. And I'm loving that Wally's on the team. Mm-hmm. I really am. It's it's a perfect amalgamation of old Titans and new Titans. Agreed. Yeah. I almost wish Roy was on the team proper again, but I, this, this is cool, too. He's got shit he's dealing with. Yeah, he's got to find his daughter. Which, you know, the Titans promised to help him. <laughs> where, where, where the hell are they? they sure, he's found her now. But yeah, so does Roy. You could help. The needs of many outweigh the needs of a few. I guess. I guess. I guess you're right. Okay, you so argue with Spock, bro. I cannot. <laughs> I guess I do believe in the power of logic. Logic over emotion. Exactly. Yeah. When in doubt, be logical. Exactly. So the, <laughs> the Titans make some work out of these people and take them down one by one uh, and free the hostages, including uh, Brother Eternity, the once brother blood. Uh, and he is, acts completely surprised and basically lets on that he was taken over. There's uh, a group of people in the church that were very unsatisfied with the new direction and decided to take over and revert to their old ways. Um, and he is ready to offer his full support to the Titans team. Uh, and while the Titans are talking to him, you see, you don't see at first, but you do see after Flash whisk away during the quick panel. Uh, but that gets explained after. I had to go back and look at that. Like, oh, shit, they did do it. I like that. Yeah. Um, Tempest still believes in Brother Eternity, and Gar definitely tries to get Garth to go with them, but Garth just doesn't want to. Uh, he, he believes in Brother Eternity, believes that they're doing the right thing. So the Titans leave him be. Uh, while still being a little suspicious of Brother Eternity, they head back to Titan's Tower, and Wally reveals what he discovered uh, was a uh, magical orb, if I remember right, mm-hmm. um, which was a central housing of power. And then we go back to the Church of Eternity, where Brother Eternity and Garth are in that central chamber where the orb has gone missing, uh, and brother eternity turns to garth pulls him close and says you must uh do what is needed as you see some weird ass tentacles <laughs> coming out of brother eternity's mouth and going into garth's uh which suspiciously look like monster tentacles if you know where i'm going with this right well i wasn't they they look monster tentacles for sure, and then they also look like some form of plant. Mm. Mm-hmm. But this could also be that monstrous starro that we're going yeah. to see in Beast World. So, but we'll see. We we shall see. They don't we really shall... bury any leads on it now. They don't allude to anything. They just show that little bit and say next issue, uh, and we, we'll see from there. Um, all in all, art is fantastic. Nicholas Scott is amazing. The colors from Annette Kwok equally as good. Um, story is quite nice. Uh, the little nod of, of Wally disappearing was cool. I, I really enjoyed this issue. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed it. It's got a classic Titans feel while also feeling a bit bigger because they are the premier superhero team in the world right now. It's working out well. 8.75 out of 10. 
Uh, Helen might even. <sighs> Fuck it. No, yet I'm, I'm going through it again. It's a nine. <laughs> okay, it, it's got a nine. I bumped it up. Fair which... enough. That, that does change my top three a little bit. <laughs> it's it's a solid issue with an interesting story. I I can't deny it. It's actually really fucking good. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, the Church of Blood though is so tired. Um, it's I've been way over the Church of Blood for years. It's the same old, oh, same yeah. old stuff. But that's but, why they rebranded the Church of Eternity. Yeah, it's it's different. The direction, the feel, whatever the hell is coming next, it's all different from the norm. Mm-hmm. I'm including what's coming next in that um, because I'm not reading it going, okay, Brother Bud gets followers, raises power, they nearly summon Trigon, Titans stop them. That's literally every Church of Blood story, but yeah. this is different. He was the whole, jobber of the Titans villains. After for, a while. for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, he brings a whole. This brings a whole new, uh, interesting aspect to the game. Brother Eternity is obviously a bad guy, but he asked Raven to seal up the blood pool. So that has me uh, sitting here with a cocked eyebrow. I can't help but wonder what is happening next. And that, my friend, makes for a damn good comic. Yeah. <laughs> to forget to mention that the art not only looks great like really great but it it works so well hand in hand with the book i like it man i really really like it eight points yep. 8.75 out of 10 yeah that's what i had i bumped it up to a nine <laughs> would would you do the same no nope, i'm gonna keep it at an 8.75 okay fine i tried I tried, Tom. You <laughs> <He> tried. <laughs> I tried. <clears throat> All right. Um, do we want to do a top three? Or do you want to save that for bonus? Um, I've got a top three from this one. It did take me a minute to place them because I scored them all the same. And uh, just for the record, I <laughs> did enough. bump up Titans by .25. It originally had an 8.5. Okay, um, so it technically succeeded. Technically, yes. But... Uh, in, at the end of the day, here we are. My number three goes to the Vigil. Number two goes to Hot Girl, and number one goes to Titans. With All my right. favorite moment actually being in World's Finest, um, because I feel you, Clark. I really do. I can finish a book without finishing a sentence. What am I? A prisoner. No one appreciates my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Clark. I yeah. really, really do. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that part was pretty good. Um, all right, so if I do a top three from this five, I would have to do uh, the Vigil number five at number three, Batman World's Finest number two, and Titans number one. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Would you have picked a favorite moment from any of these books, or would it be that Flash deal where he dipped out? No, honestly, that that one page spread of of the titans together oh yeah that is just such a cool moment i feel you there man yeah that's that's a poster for sure (laughs) for sure yeah but all right everybody that is the show we're gonna get out of here so you have to as well be be careful out there and remember in the geek matrix everybody's got a home in the geek matrix you are not alone and uh, 
go on over to our website, sign up for the Discord, and listen to the rest of the show. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>